Ready, set, go! Great Britain is an interesting place to look at EVs. They are years ahead of America when it comes to the EV front. I'm not saying that they're leading the way that America will follow. Far from it. We are stubbornly independent. However, some of their ideas always make it across the pond. Welcome to the EV Diaries. This is a place where we discuss EVs in small town America. I am Ben. I'm an EV enthusiast, an EV owner, and I live in southeastern Kentucky. Great Britain has been responsible for influencing so many things in America. Look at punk rock in the late 70s. All of that migrated over from England. It got us out of the disco era. Well, let me back up. I don't discount the Stooges, but British punk did play a big influence in that scene. Great Britain's responsible for All in the Family, Sanford and Son, and The Office. However, I could not sit through the original Office. I think some things you have to be British to understand. We're all speaking English, but for some odd reason, it's a different language. So what does that have to do with EVs? Well, nothing, I guess. Everything? Uh, I don't know. But getting back to, on topic, EV drivers in Great Britain, beginning in April, will pay zero tax on their zero-emission vehicles. The plug-in grant, which will pay up to £3,000, or $3,700 of the purchase prices of an EV has been extended. Now, that's slightly lower than it has been, if I read this article right. And, just like everything else, these grants aren't going to last forever. Cars over 50,000 pounds, uh, and that's pounds sterling, not weight, haha, <laughs> Cars over 50,000 pounds, or roughly 62,000 American dollars, are exempt from the grant. But, there was a luxury tax of 320 pounds that was levied on these cars, and that has been dropped. Your zero emission vehicles have zero tax. Now, Europe has several cars that can't be sold in the U.S., and a lot of it's due to safety reasons. It absolutely broke my heart when Lotus decided that they were no longer going to export to the U.S. because I really always wanted one. Uh, Renault is a brand that we used to see that has not been around for several years. Uh, Renault makes the Zoe, which is one vehicle that's uh, EV, very popular in the UK. It would sell for about 32,000 US dollars and it has a range of 245 miles. Now I said Renault used to be around. Well, they stopped selling in America in 1991. Rumor has it that they may come back to America in 2023 and maybe they'll bring the Zoe with them. We'll see um, how that plays out, but just uh, as a side note, Renault and Nissan have been global partners with mutual ownership since the turn of the century. They've also been sharing technology. 
So how does this compare to what's going on in America? Our tax credit is bigger than their plug-in grant, but our tax credit goes away after 200,000 units sold. Tesla and Chevy, the tax credits are already gone. Now, I don't know, some states are offering some tax incentives that you might be able to uh, get along with those vehicles, but I know the federal tax credits are gone. Instead of lowering taxes on EVs, states are actually increasing taxes. In Great Britain, they're lowering the taxes because they are pushing towards more EVs on the road as they are trying to phase out petrol vehicles. Now, back here in America, states are not encouraging EV adoption. I know in Kentucky, they're talking about levying a tax on EVs to offset the gas tax, which, as you know, several states have done that. We've discussed that before. But I think a lot of the problem in America is some just don't understand that this is not going to go away, that EVs are here to stay. I think a lot of people, a lot of lawmakers, a lot of states just don't care. And I get it. America is spread out much more than Europe ever thought about. Europeans travel from country to country the way that we travel from state to state. And with them being divided up into countries, natural resources are limited to their borders, but together they've developed an infrastructure I mean, think about it. Train travel is so much more prevalent in Europe. In contrast, we have a great interstate system that provides us mobility, but it's through individual vehicles. It's not really mass transit. And Americans, when they look at a car, they want hundreds of miles of range and a 10-minute fill-up. And we could do that with EVs, but we would probably melt the world down and battery life would be like a week. The bottom line is, America is not taking EVs seriously yet. For most, it's still a novelty, and small-town America, people don't see the potential, but we are going to continue to try to change that. On a personal note, I'm thinking about putting an EV diary sticker on the back of my car. No one has asked me about it being electric other than a few friends who know that have asked me how I like it. Most people that have commented on my BMW i3 say things like, cute, or it's different, and you can't tell it, but I'm doing air quotes. The most popular question that I get since it came from Carvana, and it has a Carvana license plate on the front, I'm asked all the time, did you get that from a vending machine. Now, <laughs> that would have been cool, but unfortunately I didn't. It was the same price to go get it out of a vending machine as it was to have it delivered. So, I thought, let's just have it delivered. Hit that subscribe button. The EV revolution is here. Come on, America, let's get serious about this. You're in for a great ride. <laughs>